Welcome to A Court of Swish and Flick, A Court of Thorns and Roses podcast. stars and wish we welcome you to the 13th episode of a court of swish and flick and this episode is sponsored by rebecca giacomelli thanks rebecca thank you thank you i'm tiffany i'm megan i'm katie and i'm sarah and today we will be discussing chapter 12 of a court of thorns and roses oh I feel like I'm used to you saying more stuff. And I was like, oh, it's my turn already. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends. Because if you like us, then they might too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Court of Swish and Flick and Twitter at ACOSAF. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Court of Swish and Flick. Supporting our podcast keeps us going, and it gives you access to our exclusive Facebook group and Discord channel with our live recordings once a month as well. Our episodes will also be coming out early for patrons posted to Patreon the weekend before. We try to let you know on our Instagram um, whenever they are live. Thank you all so much for all of your support. And if you have any questions or concerns, you can send them to our email, which is a court of swish and flick at gmail.com. It's a long email. It is. It is. It's a long email. So I apologize for being the one that made that. <laughs> uh, it's to the point, though. So we left off with um, Feyre had that nightmare, and then she decided that she couldn't go back to sleep. So she kicked off the sheets and rose from the bed. Almost. Sounds like rose from the dead, but she didn't. Not yet. Let's see. That's the end of the book. That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Feyre couldn't entirely shake off the horror and gore of the dream that she had had. <laughs> it's so funny, all this horror and gore. It yeah. just sounded, the way you said it, it sounded like they rhymed. The horror and the gore. I know you didn't say horror, but that's what I heard. The horror. Um, so naturally, she decides to take a walk. If that were me, I would be like curled up in my bed. Nothing can attack me here. I wouldn't want to go walking the halls of this place. I don't know. That's just me. So she walks down the halls and everyone had long since been asleep. And she just basically needed to do something to take her mind off her nightmare. So she grabs some paper and a pen to basically make this like crude map of the manor. And it's the best she can do given that she is illiterate. And she wants to note the best hiding places and the easiest ways for her to get out. So she's still got this like escape plan in her mind, which is not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so Can't it's blame her. It's too dim in the manner for her to, to be able to, like, admire the art on the walls. She doesn't have a candle with her because she doesn't want to risk, like, getting caught wandering around. There were always servants there when she went to admire these pictures. And she didn't have enough nerve, like, in the daytime to go up and appreciate the fey art, like, in front of the servants that are there, anybody else that could come, like, wandering into the hallway. 
and she has this like what what are the, what are they called when you get these thoughts in your head intrusive thought mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so these are like scenarios that don't happen but your brain is like but what if this did <laughs> or like this is something that could be said to you this happens to me all the time in the shower. The amount of fights I have in my own mind that don't exist with other people <laughs> is astounding. That's the only one. <laughs> I loathe intrusive thoughts. Okay. So she could almost hear Nesta in her head laughing at her for one, wanting to admire the fey art. And I think, like... <laughs> Nothing against Nesta because Nesta didn't actually do this. <laughs> I feel like you're but like, like I feel bad for her. Carefully. We know how Sarah feels. No, Nesta didn't do this. Like this is intrusive thought. This isn't actually Nesta doing this. But like I feel bad that she's held back. Like I, to be honest with you, I bet you Nesta probably would have made a comment. But she didn't that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. She's determined, as she continued on, to know this place so well that if somebody blinded her, she would be able to find her her way out. Interesting. She's about to be blinded by the light soon. Oh, gosh. So, suddenly. Blinded by the light. (laughs) There's a breeze. And she knew that he was there. Almost forgetting how huge he was in his beast form. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Almost forgetting the curled horns and lupine face and bear-like body that moved with feline grace. That's a poem. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I completely, I don't know why, but I must have just blocked out the fact that he had curled horns. I hate that for him. Every time, (laughs) I know, every time I picture, like, anybody saying, oh, Tamlin's in beast form, literally... That is not what I picture in my head at all. And I, I just picture Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Literally cartoon I Beast. mean, I guess that's what I should <laughs> picture, but I don't know. I, don't I picture know. a wolf, I feel like- which is not accurate in any way, shape, or form. He has curled horns, so... Yeah, that's who I picture every time, just not in a yeah. suit. Just naked. What is that? <laughs> Look at that guy dressed as Lumiere. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's not Lumiere. I mean Cogsworth. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, genuinely, whatever. that is. I'm pregnant. That's Beast. What she's describing I, is Beast. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know why I never made that connection because it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Literally, oh, that's what so I picture every things. time. So not things. even live action. I go straight to the cartoon. <laughs> I didn't hate the live action. I like the guy that played him. Dan uh, yeah. Stevens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I always think he's hotter in beast form. Yeah, I think oh, majority totally. of people oh, agree with sure. that. Okay, all um, right. That's <laughs> why I liked that she asked him if she could grow if he could grow a beard at the end of the re the um live action one. Yeah, yeah. that was that was funny. Okay. Yeah. okay. Like, what do you think about growing a beard? And he like laughs, but she's probably like, no, seriously, grow I just, a beard. I just like beards. <laughs> <laughs> I just like beards. Um, his uh green evil. Eyes were glowing in the darkness, fixated on her. She dared not to move. So I was like, what's lupine mean? And I'm sure we've looked this up over on regular swish. Regular swish. (laughs) Um, But it just basically means like wolfish. So So I guess I'm not that far off base for thinking wolf. He's like a combo. Well, I mean, 
if you don't think really think Wolf about because... it too hard, it makes sense because he turned that dead guy. Right. I think that's why. I mean, he's literally described as bear like feline and fine. <laughs> so like Andrew <laughs> Nobody's right? wrong. Nobody's yeah. wrong. Turn that question. dead guy into Here's a my wolf. question that just popped into my head. So we sure. know that Feyre gets her shape shifting abilities from Tamlin. Right. So and that's what she does. She shape shifts into a full Illyrian, right? Yeah. Changes every aspect of her body. I don't know why that's funny to me. Yeah. Can he also shape shift into other things? I don't know. Because I feel like this is all we see. Correct. I think that's like his most uh maybe this my is what easiest he's comfortable shift. with. <laughs> like, I mean, if you think about it, like Favor also shapeshifts into um is it Ian Ianthe? I don't know how you say her name. Ianthe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we know that she can shape shift into other things, but to her, like her essential like quote beast mode would be in the her Illyrian form. Like she's a full Illyrian. Um, right. So maybe this is just his, the one that he's like always just shifting into the beast mm-hmm. um, where he could possibly. I guess we don't know. Maybe we'll find out next book. That could be a cool thing. We're never getting another book. You know, if he really truly was evil, he could have shape shifted into Reese. That's a really messed up thing. That I just <laughs> That's bad. You need to take a seat. <laughs> I mean, but like. That would be horrid. Yes. I don't disagree with you, but I think that if he truly was like a hundred percent, your face got red. Like he would have totally done. That. I Can don't think, her? I don't think he's evil. I, that's what I'm saying. I also don't think he's evil. I think but. he's just a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. He's a, a narcissistic man that needs to go to therapy. <sighs> Catherine, I have a question to clear up my own confusion. So Emily sure. in the chat said, didn't we talk about shape shifting in a previous episode? Sure, maybe. Um, Because most High Lords can shapeshift. So she's wondering if she got extra shapeshifting powers because of all the High Lords reviving her. And I thought Feyre had a beast form too. She I don't think we've ever seen it, but she didn't isn't that what she saw like in the pits? She's high lady, so shouldn't she? The library? The pits in the library that was Braxis. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. When she had to look in that mirror and she saw like her true self. Uh, I thought she saw her beast form. I don't know if that's her beast form or if that's just all of the negative things. Yeah, I, to confront. I assumed but it was what Sarah said. The latter. I think with the with the shape shifting thing, I think they all have a beast form, but they specifically yeah. say that Tamlin's power, like he's a shape shifter, which meant to me in my head, I can basically shift into anything. Yeah, like he has like more, um, more than the common high lord. Yeah, because he says she asks him, she asks. Um, Favor asks Reese about shape shifting. Um, and she was like, How is it that you have such power? Blah, 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 whatever. He's like, She took my powers. And then he shows her, like, the, or makes her feel like the talents, like, in her mind. Um, it says, Your talent has brute strength and shape shifting. My arsenal is far, a far deadlier assortment. And then he's, she says, So you, can sh- you can't shape shift. Is that, isn't, well, hold on. Words are hard for me to read. It's not some high lord's specialty. He said, oh, all the high lords can. Each of us has a beast roaming beneath our skin, roaring out to, to get out. While your Tamlin prefers furs, I find wings and talents to be more entertaining. Hmm. Um, so, like, and, and, and it even says, like, he can't do, like, a full shift. Because she's like, can you shift now or did you take that too? And he's like, you have so many questions. And then he does kind of shift. So you, you see like talons on his um, hands and his feet. Talons on and my you dirt, see the dirt. wings. What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, that was my 
phone that was in the, my book. <laughs> it was in your book? Yeah, it was holding my place. Do you not? There's also a pen in there. What? No, because I have strategic places that I put them. Why don't you use it in your bookmark? I ha- and she says this, as this whole book is tabbed. <laughs> These tabs were also in another part of the book. These tabs. Um, but so he like does partially and he says, not a full shift you see. And then he's like, I don't, I also don't particularly like yielding wholly to my baser side. So I had always just assumed that while yes, each one has a, uh, for like a beast form. And I think that might, because she's a high lady might also like help her with her shape shifting. I just assumed like he's a shape shifter, which is different yeah. than the other stuff, you know? Katie again. Yeah. I think she did see that her beast self in the mirror, though, in the Orobus. I can't say that. Orobus. And she had to learn to love the beast that stared back. And then it's descri- she describes what it looked like. And she realizes that it's her reflection that she's looking at of what lurked beneath her skin. And then she paints it later. Mm, oh, yeah. I just never thought of that as, like, um, her beast mode or whatever. Beast mode. <sighs> Uh, Maybe she just just hasn't found it yet. I just assumed it was um, her... As an Illyrian? No, no, no. I'm just thinking, like, I just assumed, like, her beast mode was... um, It's like um, what Dudley saw with the... What did the Dementor, like, what memories did they show him? Like, he showed him his true true self. Like, she saw her true self for what she is. Yeah. But it's even, like, like... it says like she had enormous paws. She had black gold fur, um, large yeah. shining eyes, scaled tail. And then this person who's speculating says like, it says mask gave us a short but very revealing description of the beast favors beast is the significance of gold and black fur that throughout Akatar, Miss and Fury, Faye religious religiously rejected any power that related to Tamlin, namely the ability to shift into animal form. She feared the claws that poked against her skin. She hated them. Until she realized they weren't Tamlin's claws, they were her own. They were Talon's. I like what Mia just said. She said, I think it's a solid metaphor, though. Like, the beast form of all High Lords is their darkness inside of them, even for Reese and Tam and everyone else. Yeah, I do like that. I, I like cool. the mesh of both ideas. Yeah. Pretty cool. But is that to say, then, though, she did get shape-shifting powers from She's Tamlin? Right, right. I thought that it said explicitly that she did. Yeah, yeah, or I'm maybe saying. she just she always even, assumed it starts she did. coming out before she even leaves the spring court in the fir- or in the second book, mm-hmm. um, because he's being an asshole, and she wants to do something. He had just come back from whatever. She wants to do like get out of the house, and he's like, no. And then he goes to have a meeting with the auntie, and Lucian's still in the hallway with her. And I only know this because I literally was just reading this last night, and um, she's so angry that ta- like talents or whatever pops out of her hands and then she's like breathe 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 and she they're literally described as like the same ones that like tear her clothes apart when they're like having sex um and lucian was like has that happened before and she said no and he's like i'll talk to him i'll try to talk to him um so we know that she has all of these like she's she's shape-shifting more than all the other high lords right So right, in right. my head, that truly that Tamlin could shapeshift into other things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe cool. he will. In a Maybe we'll book. see that. Yeah. Maybe he'll transform yeah. into a decent man. <laughs> yeah, whatever he is. 
Anyways, Tamlin <laughs> is slightly limping in the moonlight, and Pharaoh was able to see shining stains that were left in his wake. It's blood. So he continues toward her, and he's so large that even the space felt cramped like a cage. It is a cage, I said. And his claws were scraping, his breathing was uneven, and she could hear the dripping of blood. And then he changed forms, and Feyre had to squeeze her eyes shut from the blinding flash. And that's something that I didn't remember, that there was a flash. And then he's standing in front of her. I have another insignificant question. <laughs> I'm sure it's not insignificant. <laughs> well, like, where did his clothes go? And, like, why are they torn up? Like, is it torn up because your fur was torn up? Like, how does that work? That's a good I question. I wondered that, too. Yeah. Like... Because there are so many, I mean, even in, this is not a spoiler or anything for Crescent City, but like thinking about like characters in Crescent City who can like shapeshift like this, they like lose their clothes. Yeah. Like I would think so that, like, like it's, it's interesting. You're naked. Does he really right. not like care? You know, like he doesn't care. He just, because sh- he has money. What do you mean? Just shifts, loose clothes. But like whatever. he t- goes back into his human form and like he's clothed, isn't he? It's so like, like his where clothes were from? damaged. But how could but like they have if, been if he wasn't wearing them? But he was. If he's significantly <laughs> larger th- in beast mode than he is in his Tamlin normal day mode, um, if you're wearing a shirt, it's going to be so damaged, it's not going to be on you anymore. Like you're going to rip out of that and it's going to fall to the floor. And then when you sh- change back to a human, you're going to be naked if that's what you're trying to say, Tiffany. That it, he doesn't care. He just shifts in his clothes. I don't think that it. I don't think it matters. Maybe <laughs> it's, it's, flash. <laughs> it's just interesting to me. It's just interesting to me that she writes it both ways. Like, why is it in one series they lose their clothes and in this series they don't? I wonder if like, like the flash. Yeah. Two different series. Yeah, I know. But still, it's like a lot of the same types of characters the exact same things happen that would be insane and no one everyone would be like you're a shitty writer all you did was write the same book with other characters <laughs> Just but i i mean i get what you're saying but also it makes more well, sense but i wonder if the flash has something to do with it like is that magic that maybe maybe it? they just get hung up on magical hangers that just <laughs> float in space in the flash in the void that's where her ring goes honestly like but like where do any like of these objects go that disappear like we talked the about space it. between Man's house in that disney movie the halloween town movies where like you lose everything and it there goes to that man's it's house. in halloween town does everybody feel better <laughs> yes okay <laughs> Anyway, quote, standing, but not quite there. No sign of Baldrick or his knives. His clothes were in shreds, long, vicious slashes that made me wonder how he wasn't gutted and dead. But the muscled skin peering out beneath his shirt was smooth. Unharmed. Did you kill? (laughs) How are we saying this? Boggy or bog? However you want, ma'am. I'm not. I can't say bogey. Is it bogey? That's boogers. It is bogey. Did you kill boogers? My voice was hardly more than a whisper. Yes, a dull, empty answer, as if he couldn't be bothered to remember to be pleasant, as if I were at the very, very bottom of a long list of priorities. You're hurt, I said, even more quietly. 
And then this made me think of Beauty and the Beast. Isn't it his hand or his paw? It's his paw that gets clawed, right? And Beauty and the Beast is his arm. Oh, close enough. Yeah, and she puts like the, the, the towel clawed. on it, and he goes, "That hurt." Being <laughs> <laughs> like, a baby, knock it off. They have this whole like meow, 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 match in front of the yeah. fire. Yeah. Um, and then Favor notes that his hand is covered in blood, and even more is splattering on the floor under him. He seems quite dazed after this ordeal. Well, yeah, because he's like also losing a lot of blood, like well, currently. I think also like <laughs> I don't think he likes to kill these animals. He just does it because he has to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun experience, I'm sure. I'm all in, baby. Um. So he then glances down at the map that Feyre has drawn. Uh, notices it, and his voice still just has like. No emotion, no anger, no amusement, nothing when he asks her what what it was. Uh, but Feyre grabs it quickly and says that she thought maybe she should learn her surroundings. And Tamlin's blood is still dripping. <laughs> it's just kind of like weird that he's just like asking her what this random paper is while he's dripping blood all over the ground like no big deal he, i'm gonna be fine which i mean this is a is, harry potter crossover for the marauders map <laughs> <laughs> um tamlin says you can't write can you and Feyre doesn't answer and she just thinks in his she just thinks that he's probably thinking like because ig- he said before ignorant insignificant human those are those more intrusive thoughts, though, because she doesn't know what he's thinking. Well, he, right, right. he might later he on. might be pitying her in this moment, you know, not like putting would you her want down. Pity? Huh? <laughs> would I want my own pity? Yes, I would love to be pitiable <laughs> myself. Would you want him to pity you, though? No, no, but it would be better than putting her down. Like well, you feel later on, call it her shortcoming. Feel bad for and somebody. Also, isn't super nice to her. Kind of in the way that he says stuff about her. At least he teaches learning her learning how to read. Well, before she learns how to read, back when they're under the mountain, he like makes a comment to her. Yeah. Um. And then when they're learning, he's like, "She's like, oh, I'm stupid." He's like, "You're not stupid, but like, no. let's move on." Yeah. Um. But then Tamlin continues and says, "No wonder you became so adept at other things." Which, like, I guess that's sort of a compliment (laughs) and she thinks that he's just like too far gone because of the bog i Uh, like bog that's what i say when i'm reading it i can't oh you know what what yeah i was gonna say why don't we just freaking listen for it what's wrong with us that's what i said last time i thought i thought it was bog Oh, it might be on online like in the wiki it says phonetically bogey but i don't mm. like that okay well i gotta say it however it's intended so bogey. i'll look that up later i like bog because of the bogey <laughs> when we're done with this episode and we pause to let everything run its course listen to it. run its course yeah uh so Farah thinks that he hadn't realized that he'd complimented her because his mind is still Focused elsewhere because of the bogey. Um, if it was even meant to be a compliment, which like I don't know, I do think I think that it was. Um what but favorite a compliment. Like that's no, what, that must what did he think was a compliment? That he said that this is maybe why she became so adept at other things. 
like a she's backhanded compliment, compliment I'm not but saying like he's great at complimenting. No, but, but like, I you know, as far as Tamlin goes, I'd say it's a compliment. Can only expect shit. so much from Tamiflu. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a, a backhanded compliment. <laughs> um, <sighs> so Feyre asks where they can clean up his hand, and Tamlin informs her that they have a small infirmary. And she thinks that this is one of the most useful things that she's learned all night, because it would be... I mean, it's good that she knows where these things are if she needs anything uh, because of getting injured or whatever, or like to take with her on her journeys as she exits this area to try to get away not that that happens but you know thinking ahead of things um and she thinks that or no she says but as i followed him there this is her thinking obviously avoiding the blood he trailed i thought of what lucian had told me about his isolation that burden the thought of what tamlin had mentioned about how these estates should not have been his and felt sorry for him (laughs) i feel sorry for uh, the infirmary is. Hmm. There's a song that says, "When you felt sorry for him, he was just sorry." Isn't that right? I lied. Sarah's <laughs> <laughs> so like, like none what? of this matters. Like, <laughs> that, that doesn't matter. My whole life doesn't matter. Shut up. That's not that's true. My, that's my mantra. <laughs> oh my god. Or my tagline. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah says it doesn't matter. <sighs> So when they oh, get there, Wicked. sorry, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Go on, but wait. <laughs> I know I was just thinking out loud because I was like, "Where is that song from?" It's from Wicked. Uh, when they get there, she sees that the infirmary is in fact well stocked. Um, but Feyre describes it more of just like a supply closet with a work mm-hmm. table. It's not really an infirmary. Uh, but she thinks since they can heal themselves with immortal powers, this is probably all that the Fae need. Uh, but Tamlin's wound doesn't seem to be healing. So he slumps against the table and watches her. And she balked at the thought of touching him and didn't let herself give in to the dread as she took his hand. Ooh, your tune changes later. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then it changes again. And then it changes again. <laughs> uh, so she does clean up his hand, expecting to see his claws, but they never come out. And she's surprised that there isn't more than a few vicious cuts. He does not need stitches. Look at her, Dr. Pharaoh. Right? Well, the- <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, like, she, I mean, she has to take care of herself, True. you know? So, yeah. like, she probably has accidentally cut herself hunting. I cut myself every day on accident. I mean, accurate. every day. Every day? Almost. Uh, literally, Katie probably does every day cut My herself. My hands are just covered yourself. yesterday. Yeah. And what? I don't know. It just appeared. I washed my hands and something burned. And I was like, oh, there's another one. Yeah, Today is still sometimes. young. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Today is still young. <laughs> uh, so as Faye is cleaning his hand up, Tamlin never stops watching her, which is very Edward Cullen of him. And Where else is he supposed to look? If she's walking, I don't like, know. moving around, they're in a small space. Away. Avert the eyes. I will say this. If I've ever been in a doctor's office and they're doing something, I'm watching them. I there was okay, so this is just like a funny little, funny little life story of Megan. I had to get my blood drawn one time whenever I was pretty young, and I was at the pediatrician's office. And Did you lock the- yourself in your car? 
<laughs> that was another time? No, that's whenever I was younger. <laughs> oh, no. That happened more than once. Anyway. <laughs> oh, um, <gosh. laughs> when he came in to, like, draw the blood, I was just, like, absolutely enthralled with what he was doing and I wanted to watch it and he literally couldn't do it he had to get like a nurse to come and do it because he was so weirded out by the fact that I wanted to watch him so anyway fun story um where was I oh Farrah thinks he killed the bogey and walked away fairly unscathed if he was that powerful then the high lords of Prithian must be near gods ah. Jokes on you. (laughs) Well, and think about it now is like he's also not at his most powerful, you know? Right. Yeah. So um she's about to leave when Talon says you can't write, yet you learned to hunt to survive. How? I mean, I'm just saying, like, what does that those have nothing to do with each other? Completely different things. (laughs) Yeah. You can't I, read, but you rode a bike? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what weird. A dummy. I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't do that well either. <laughs> He's like, it's almost like he just has no filter. Well, and yeah. I think especially in the house that they're in right now with Lucian and Tamlin, they have no concept of what it is to like. Yeah, true. To be on survival mode. Really, yeah. Um, like she's had her to kind of survival mode. Correct. Lucian is a different kind of survival yeah. mode. Yes, but he's also never gone like, and we don't. I guess I shouldn't say that for sure, but like, he doesn't know what it's like to be starving. You know what I mean? Right. To, like, right. Because he even says he's like, you don't like to hunt later on. Um, she's talking to Tamlin, and she's like, no, she's like, I don't. Like the reason she hunts was because she they would have starved to death. Um and. I think that that's just something that they don't understand, you know, where there were more important things than her learning to read and write. Yeah. Which is like, which is basically her response to him. She's just like, well, that's what happens when you're responsible for other lives than your own. Uh, You just kind of do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And Tamlin is like still between the here and now and wherever he had to go in his mind to like kill the bogey. And he just says to her, you aren't what I expected for a human. And Thayer doesn't say anything. You could have dropped that last part. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) She just doesn't say anything and leaves. And he doesn't say goodbye as she leaves either. Um, But the next morning, whenever she wakes up and comes down, the hallways are washed clean of the blood from last night. And the halls are also empty. And she almost smiles because maybe now she can look through the art on the walls. And her heart is racing at the thought. But as she heads for the hall... She knew was covered in paintings. She heard low male voices from the dining room. And uh, refreshing my memory here, but I do believe that it's deliberate deliberate that they make sure she hears this conversation, right? I don't know because he do- he does know. Obviously, they know that because she like makes a sign. <laughs> I don't know if it's deliberate or not because I think that that it maybe it's just saying like how stealthy she is because she is a good hunter, so it's like one of her things. But I don't. No, maybe it was deliberate on Lucian's part, but how would it? Because he wants her to do this, but Tamlin seems more like resistant. I don't know. Basically, is what I'm saying. I f- because I feel like they. I mean, like they can they can hear her, so like they know but she's she, there. But that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is she was making no noise until she made that noise with her thumb. 
So I didn't know if that was like telling us like how truly like stealthy she is that they didn't hear her like walking. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's such a good hunter. And their fae ears are really good. Homegirl catches the surreal, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's this conversation or not a different one or something. I thought a couple of people in the chat are saying yes, but I don't want. Well, Alice at some point said something about, I think, about how she was meant to hear certain things, but, like, because they couldn't, like, straight up, like, magically, they cannot straight up tell her what's going on. True, true. actually forbidden from it. So I don't Mm -hmm. remember where that lies in or if that's even real or my brain made that up. I don't know. It was also just, like, weird. Like, they definitely don't trust her yet. No. True. I I mean, Lucian, I don't think Lucian cares for her until... After he realizes he really fucked up with the whole surreal thing where he was like, I paused before I like ran. Yeah. I hesitated. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah. There, I know I did section off like where um, Alice talks about all of that, but I don't know. If she really says it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I'll find it's just it. a wonderful coincidence and Faye just, just think- pays attention. I think like the next two chapters, like I think this chapter and then the next one, because they they talk about like her going, she wants to go hunting, and then he was like, oh no wonder why you guys like never catch anything, and then like literally chapter fourteen is the one where she catches the surreal, and like that just shows like, because then you don't learn until book two when Reese is trying to like get him to work, get her to work for him, and he's like, you have skills that I need, and she's like, what are you talking about? Because she's a really good hunter, because he's tried two times to catch the surreal and has failed twice i think she's she's just cauldron man Mm -hmm. in the tangled Mm -hmm. webs we weave fate cauldron i don't know there's just something about these people like well and i think part of part of her catching like the surreal i think the first time was like you're a good hunter and the second time uh yeah she's a good hunter but also like she treated the surreal with kindness and then you see the end of the surreal's life you know what i mean yep the shower (sighs) <sighs> anyway, friends. So, Feyre hears these voices, and you know she's Feyre, and they sound tense enough that she uh, really wants to go and listen. And for a split second, she's like, "It's a cowardly thing to do to eavesdrop." But then she hears a little bit more of what she's saying. They're saying, and she's like, "I'm gonna listen anyway." Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she can hear Lucian asking Tamlin what he thinks he's doing. And Tamlin snaps back with a wonderful, very mature response. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Um, and Feyre oh peeks God. in and sees them standing there. so weird. I know. I know. And so I always compare it to, like, Reese and his inner circle where, like, very rarely does he pull rank. You know what I mean? Like, they're always yeah. usually, it's a conversation of, like, how are we going to get through this? What are we going to do? Where here it's like, Tamlin, what he says goes. Yeah. Right. Right. And then down to like I can't remember the exact word for it, but like the tax essentially, like Tithe. yeah, it's just very it's a dick. just run very differently. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a dick. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> favorite peeks in, and she can see Tamlin's claws are out on his uninjured hand. And Lucian says, me? By the cauldron, Tam, there isn't much time, and you're just sulking and glowering. You're not even trying to fake it anymore. My brows rose. Tamlin turned away from, but whirled back a moment later, his teeth bared. 
It was a mistake from the start. I can't stomach it. Not after what my father did to their kind, to their lands. I won't follow in his footsteps. Won't be that sort of person. So back off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely Lucian. follow in mm-hmm. And Lucian says back off Back <laughs> off while you steal our fates And ruin everything I stayed with you out of hope Not to watch you stumble For someone with a heart of stone ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Yours is certainly soft these days The bogey was on our lands The bogey Tanlin The barriers between courts have vanished And even our woods are teeming with filth like the puka Are you just going to start living out there Slaughtering every bit of vermin that slinks in So Tamlin tells him to watch his mouth. And Lucian steps forward and bares his teeth. And Feyre feels like this, like almost like a punch of air that she can feel in her stomach. And then she smells that magical metallic stench. Yes, Sarah. (laughs) Um, I just was like thinking when I was rereading it, as if it's like, this is two high lords facing off with each other because he doesn't know who his real daddy is, you know? Ooh. He's going to be, in my opinion, I think he survives and I think he is going to be the high lord of the day court. I like that. I enjoy that. This also, every time I read the metallic tang um, that, that magic has associated with it. What color do you think it is? Orange? Because tang is orange. I don't associate a color <laughs> with it. Um, but it makes me feel like you know, if you've ever tasted blood because of the iron in blood, mm-hmm. I imagine that that's what that tastes like to her. Do you, I do you hate taste that blood taste. a lot? Are you a vampire? I am. You'll see me sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> are you a vampire with a Y and the weird spelling of Crescent City? Or are you a vampire of the sparkling kind? Which which book would you like to be in? Twilight or Crescent City? <laughs> Twilight's much safer in my opinion. <laughs> I was like, well, yes, I would love to be in Crescent City. But, but like also human, no. I'd rather be in, in Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, I feel like human in either isn't good because you could still get hunted. I mean, it's probably less likely, but I'll I'd rather just be go a creature. Where it's sunny all the time. There you go. Or majority of the time, you know? Sure. I heard they have great sushi. I don't know. Never been there. Sushi. Where has good sushi? Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, I guess that makes sense. It would. (laughs) Anyway. So, Feyre can't see any magic, but she can feel it. And she doesn't know if that makes it worse. Which I can understand. So, Tamlin's telling Lucian not to push him. And he says, you think I don't know what's happening on my own lands. What I've got to lose. What's lost already. So Feyre's thinking, oh, they're talking about the blight. Like, it might be contained, but it's clearly still wreaking havoc. She thinks still a threat and perhaps one they truly didn't want her knowing about, either from lack of trust or because I was no one and nothing to them. Another intrusive thought. She needs to learn to love herself. Mm -hmm. Um, So she leans forward to try and hear more, and that's when her fingers slip and they thud against the door. She knows immediately, like, they heard that. I can't. I've been caught, basically. So she steps in, which I think is pretty brave. She doesn't just like run away. She's like just kind of owns that she was eavesdropping. Um, And she looks at Lucian and is like, are you going out for a ride? And she hadn't planned on it. (laughs) Going out for a ride. Hey, you want to go for a ride? (laughs) Uh, She hadn't planned on it at all, but it sounded like a good excuse. And Lucian's a little peeved. He says, I can't, but Tamlin will. 
And uh, doesn't really seem like either of them want to be alone with each other. He shoots a look of disdain. Tamlin shoots a look of disdain at him that Pharaoh says he didn't seem to try and hide. Um, Pharaoh notices that he has more knives on him than normal. And she's trying to like plead to Lucian with her eyes to save her. She doesn't want to be alone with him. But he just says, perhaps tomorrow, human. So finally, she says, I don't want to go for a hunt. I hate hunting. And Tamlin goes, well, what do you want to do? What you want to do, girl? What you want to do, girl? What you want to do? It wasn't you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we think we're funnier than we actually are. True. (laughs) I don't know why I have my book open like I'm going to read it. (laughs) (laughs) So Tamlin and Feyre took cuts to them walking down the hall. And, you know, the windows are open. She's scenting... uh, that's not a word. I mean, it is a word, but that's not what I meant to say. There's like a rose scent in the air. She's smelling the outside. Cause you know, that's what happens when your windows are open. Tamlin then <laughs> says to her, so you, you've been going for hunts, but you really don't have any interest in hunting. No wonder you two never caught anything or catch anything. And Sophia knows that the way that he says it, it seems like in the past like 24 hours, she's gotten kind of different versions of him. He's either like really cold or he could be really angry uh, but this time it just seems like he's just Tamlin, just him. And so she even notes that she's not letting her guard down around him, even if he seems to just be fine currently. She knows that there's something going wrong around his estate, and she knows that he is capable of killing the bogue, the bogey, whatever the hell we're calling it. And she <laughs> thinks about the fact that it makes him the most dangerous creature she's ever encountered. And she isn't sure what to do with him yet. Uh, what to make? make <laughs> <laughs> She'll figure out what to do with them later. Um, and she asks him about his hand. Um, and then he, his hand, it's still on the bandage. Obviously, it's not been that long. Um, and he like comments on on like how she did it, like the the banding, the what you know what I'm saying, the wrapping on her hand, his hand, the banding. And he comments how he didn't thank her like the night before. And she's like, you really don't need to. And then he tells her more about um, the bogey. And she says, the bogey's bite was crafted to slow the healing of high fang long enough to kill us. You have my gratitude. And then he asks her like how she had learned to wrap wounds like that, especially on a hand because he can still use his hand. And then I, so I was, I've been rereading Silver Flames because I am annoying. And um, in the very beginning, and I don't remember what chapter this was, maybe chapter 15, Nesta and Cassian are talking. Um, they're like, I think they're at the kitchen, or what, not the kitchen table, they're not in the kitchen, but like the dining room table at the House of Wind. Mm-hmm. And it's this chapter's in Nesta's POV. And I don't honestly remember how they got on this topic of conversation. Because um, they're talking about like the prison and like the monsters that are in there and how he's like put most of them in there. Um, and Quoting, this is from this part of it is uh, in Nesta's POV, in her POV, as I like to say in my head when I read that. <laughs> it says, Monster. She was a monster. The knowledge cut and sliced deep. But she said, hoping to let him see she wouldn't pry into his business just to hurt him. What manner of creatures did you put in the prison? Cassian took a bite of food, a good sign that this at last was acceptable territory. When you lived in the human world, you had legends of the dread beasts and fairies who would slaughter you if they ever breached the wall, didn't you? 
Things that slithered through open windows to drink the blood of children. Things that were so wicked, so cruel, there was no hope against their evil. The hair in her neck rose. Yes. These stories had always unnerved and petrified her. They were based on truth, based on ancient, near-primordial beings who existed here before the high faiths split into courts, before the high lords. Some call them the first gods. They were beings with almost no physical form, but a keen, vicious intelligence. Humans and fey alike were their prey. Most were hunted and driven into hiding or imprisonment ages ago, but some remained, lurking in forgotten corners of the land. He swallowed another mouthful. When I was nearing 300 years old, I don't know why that makes me want to laugh. Um, one of them appeared again, crawling out of the roots of a mountain. Before he went to the prison and confinement weakened him, Lantheus could turn into wind and rip the air from your lungs or turn into rain and drown you on dry land. He could peel your skin from your body with a few movements. He never revealed his true form, but when I faced him, he chose to appear as swirling mist. He fathered a race of fairies that still plague us who thrived under Anne, Anne, wow, I want to call her Anna, Amarantha's reign, the bogey, whatever. But the bogue were lesser, mere shadows compared to Lanthus. If there is such a thing as evil incarnate, it is him. He has no mercy, no sense of right or wrong. There is him and there is everyone else and we are all his prey. His methods of killing us or killing are creative and slow he feasts on fear and pain as much as the flesh itself. And then if you think about how fucking badass Nest is for killing that motherfucker. Jiminy <laughs> Sarah. But like I was reading this and I was like, I, and this is my third reread of the book. And I was like, I did not remember this at all. Um, so I had to like, I thought I wrote a note down. I must not have. And so I now highlighted it. And then, um, Obviously, it was like telling, telling, texting Tiffany and maybe Megan and Katie. I don't remember. I was like, the Bowie. They're related to Lanthus. He was a piece of shit. And just one of the, the many males in this in Silver Flames that wanted to marry Nesta. And she's all like, <laughs> jokes on all of you. No. So there's that. So Farrah just says that um, she had learned by trial and error, talking back about his hand wound. Because she had, if she hadn't been able to hunt, that her family would have starved. And they're still walking, and she kind of looks at him, and he's looking at her. She's looking at him. Oh um, <laughs> and he asks if anyone has ever taken care of her. And that would be a no, unfortunately. Um, and he asks about how she learned to hunt, trial and error. And she says, I spied on hunters when I could get away with it. And then practiced until I hit something. When I missed, we didn't eat. So learning how to aim was the first thing I figured out. Um, man, there's a lot to unpack there because that's some traumatic shit. It is. <laughs> so Tamlin then kind of changes the direction of their conversation. He's just like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Whatever, dude. You're an asshole. And he asks if she's ever going to use the knives that she took. God. He is. I mean. You're not wrong. No, you're not interesting. How interesting this podcast would have been if we just like first time reading. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. That would have been funny. It would have been so different. We, I can't wait for the show. We had to come not out. read the series and we were just doing this, like oh, going yeah. in like oh, first time. Tamlin. Tamlin. Oh, Tamlin. <laughs> so, right. I, mean, I don't want to be one of those people, but the man's not dark haired, and that says something. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> oh god. Any hoozies? Um, and so he's like, "Are you ever going to use that knife you took?" And so she's surprised, and she asks him how he knew. And the dude's like, "Yeah, I was literally trained from birth to notice shit like that." Um, also, you smelled like fear. <laughs> Which is something I don't love that people can smell things on each other. Like, I don't... Man, nothing's private. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The whole, like, them smelling like, oh, they're a rousal. I'm like, that's too close. That's too much for me. Because, like, what if you're, like... Who knows when that's going to happen, you know? (laughs) I don't want that a part of my life. And I'm glad that people can't smell shit like that. Say you're at the opera. (laughs) So you're at a family dinner. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> uh, I just hate it a lot. Oh, like when he's like, this house smells like sex. <laughs> like, yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, God. Any hoosies. So she didn't think that anyone had noticed. So he gives her a smile that seemed genuine. Genuine. And then tells her that if she does think about leaving, that she'll probably need to be more creative than stealing knives off the dinner table and says, but with your affinity for eavesdropping, maybe you'll someday learn something valuable. Hmm. And then it was like, does she? Because I don't remember if it's like a something like foreshadowing. It probably is. I don't feel like looking it up. I don't remember. So I apologize for my lackluster podcasting skills today. (laughs) So she's embarrassed. And then she like, I think she goes to like say an excuse, but then just says, sorry. And she doesn't want to pretend that she hadn't heard anything because they, everyone knew. Yeah. <laughs> and so then she asks about Lucian saying that he doesn't have much time. Um, and she's like, are there going to be more creatures like the bogey? And at this, Tamlin freezes and takes his time. Or he he freezes and he kind of takes in his surroundings. And when I was like rereading this, I'm like, well, is he just taking his time and taking in his surroundings because we know that he's like glamored and like hidden a lot of like the people that work there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's looking at them and, you know, favor can't see them, but is he looking at them to see like what their reactions are, um, to what, what he is and isn't saying, or is he literally just looking for like a sec or taking a second to think about how he's going to answer her? Um, because I can only imagine if like the people that work there hear this, like, this whole curse and like what has been happening for 50 years doesn't just affect Tamlin and like it affects everybody and it's kind of the thing where like if you aren't taking this seriously then like you don't care about us kind of a thing because yeah it's gonna end up with all of us dying like think about how many people have already died or how many fate have already died because of this how many people are candlesticks and clocks and you know um but anyway what do you do you think he was like looking at people do you think he was just taking his time to figure out what he was gonna say to her it could be both. It could yeah. be both. Probably more no. so just thinking about what to say. I don't think he knows how to talk to her. I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he struggles. Yeah. Clearly, because he's so he's so hot, cold, indifferent, blah, blah, blah. It's probably be because he doesn't know, like I said earlier, that he doesn't have a filter. So he like he also doesn't have a heart. He has true. It's a rock. You're hot when you're he cold, has to you're learn. It's a rock. But, like, he, I feel like it's so all over the place because he, like, has to, he's, like, actually trying to, like, not be a dick now Mm -hmm. and say 
things in a nicer tone way, nicer words, because clearly like she reacts whether she doesn't react, which is a reaction in itself when he says some messed up stuff, like when he just calls her like human and blah, blah, blah. Anywho. Um, so he's then his response to her is that he is immortal and he has nothing but time. And I was like, if there are other fair around him, like I feel really bad for them to hear him say something like that, to brush off like their worry and really their lives. Like it's nothing like hmm, I've got all this time in the world. We're like, no, the fuck you don't. And like, also it's been said be better. <laughs> I always also forget, like he's wearing a mask. <laughs> I always forget no, that. No. <laughs> really, it's COVID time. Truly. Yeah. It's a different kind of mask, you know? Um, this one would do nothing to stop nothing. spreading absolutely virus. nothing so where was i anyways he, i've just i feel bad for those that are around him that have heard him say that if they did so favor goes to respond to him but he cuts her off by saying the force plaguing our lands and powers that too will pass someday if we're cauldron blessed but yes, now that the bogey entered these lands, I'd say it's fair to assume others might follow it, especially if the puka was already so bold. Mm. Um, sir, you're a huge reason why everything gets real fucked up. So think about that while you're in your beast mode, sulking in your castle and no one wants to be around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's thinking about what he had said and that what she had heard Lucian say and that she doesn't want to get caught up in some brutal war because she wouldn't survive long. That's like totally, totally understandable, but also foreshadowing to the actual war, which she does survive. She doesn't survive being under the mountain as a human. She really doesn't survive fighting for Tamlin when he doesn't fight for her. Who back. does, you know? So they make it to the end of the hall. Tamlin opens up some double doors. She takes them like <laughs> you said, Did you say double doors? <laughs> double doors. <laughs> I swear to everything, I heard Dumbledore. You said double doors. We'll find out. She takes note of how large and strong he is. She's like literally... Uh, making note that he has a powerful back muscles. Ooh. I do like a uh, sexy I like to hang on to those. <laughs> I bet you he's got thick thighs. Maybe ah, he has a thing for back muscles. Right back muscles are... I bet you, I bet you out nice. of most of them, Cassian has some thick thighs. Thick. Thick. Two Cs. Mm, Three Cs. Three, uh, yep. <laughs> are you a triple C thick thigh <laughs> guy? <laughs> People that know, know. You know what I mean? I gotta love a thick thigh. So, and she, I'm, hey, I'm just saying that is an attractive. Give me some tree it. trunks, you know? Yes, the words yes. are just funny to me. I'm not, I'm not judging. It just sounds funny. That's thick all. thigh save thick lives. Thigh. <laughs> okay. So, as she, she's kind of like, um, how did I, I said, as she wanted, it's the study doors that he's open. I don't know why I wrote it like that. I don't either. But like, they're the doors to the study. <laughs> And then, like, it says the last line of the book is, like, her, like, looking in there and then, like, her stomach twist. But, like, it's her stomach twisting because she's, like, ooh, I want to write my family a note, but, like, I don't know how to write, really. And also, like, I don't want them to know that I want to write to them and tell them what's happening. Yeah. So, like, who knows? But that's it. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Final thoughts? You Dumbledore. Dumbledore beast mode, thick thighs. Even when Tamlin's, Tamlin's a dick. Trying not to be a dick, he's still. 
I just <sighs> Tamlin will always be a dick. I mean, he, if he changes more than his underpants, he will be <laughs> Is he wearing them? Where do they go when he shifts? <laughs> <laughs> Truly though. Oh my goodness. Well done, kids. Well done. Good job. If you want to follow us with more shenanigans in our everyday life, you can follow us on Instagram. Myself and Meg are at the Petrus family. Tiffany is at Tiff Swish underscore flick. And Sarah is at O'Malley. And that's three H's. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your support. We appreciate you all so much. Take care and remember, only you can decide what breaks you. <laughs>